Yo, 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 welcome back to the Outside the Box podcast. And if you haven't been listening to our past shows, let me tell you, you have missed some bangers. These shows have been getting better and better and better. And we appreciate all of you out there that are listening to every single show. We see your tweets, we see your messages, and we appreciate each and every one. So we're starting off this show just saying thank you for everything that you do to support this show. Uh, By the way, uh, I am Jacques Slade. I am, uh, let's see, how do we put this together? If there is a sneaker, uh, this show is a sneaker. I am simply the retail tag, and that's all it is. I'm just here to show you the price of things, to let you know what it is from the jump. But the real beauty of this show comes from the other two hosts. Nick, tell them who you are and where they can find you. Uh, Nick Engvall. Uh, you can find me on all platforms at Nick Engvall, N-I-C-K-E-N-G-V-A-L-L. And at Sneaker History on all platforms as well. But um, I think Jacques being modest, we're both really here just so we can have conversations with Tiffany. Um, Tiffany, let them know how they can find you and introduce yourself. Uh, Tiffany Beers. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and YouTube at Tiffany Beers. T-I-F-F-A-M-I-B-E-R-S. And these guys are so modest. Uh, if, if I'm part of the shoe, I mean... Man, you can't be the shoelace anymore because I just work so hard to get rid of those. So, sock liner? I'll, I'll be the sock liner? <laughs> I love it. That was good. I love it. I love it. Do you see the, like, the level of humble brag that just occurred just now was was top 10. Top 10 humble brag. I'm, I'm going to say, like, there's there's humble brags. Like, I was, I was going to humble brag to you guys before the show started because uh and i might as well just throw it out there now uh because i had a headline in forbes magazine but the humble brag that tiffany just brought to us with i just tried to get rid of laces is a for those that don't know (laughs) tiffany is the designer of the air mag you know the one that you love the one that probably costs 10 20 30 40 hundred thousand dollars yeah she's the brains behind making all of that happen and her little humble brag there of i just tried to get rid of lasers she slid it in there so slick too it was so smooth i appreciate it though i appreciate it anyway uh but let's get to the show uh, enough of badgering of tiffany uh i want to start this thing right off with video games uh, i'm a video game guy and i feel like video games and sneakers are really close to each other and something that just kind of popped out that we were talking about earlier today was that parents are hiring coaches to tutor their children in how to play Fortnite. now this is something i i'm i'm blown away but at the same time I feel like it makes sense. Am I am I am I far off here? It makes sense. It doesn't make sense to you guys? Yeah, I mean the first time I heard it, I was like, "What? Like this is crazy." But then it was like, "Actually, yeah, you'd get way better faster." I mean, if if having a p- piano coach helps you play piano faster, why wouldn't it work for video games? It's brilliant. Right. Exactly. And then, and then, like, there's these video game competitions now where you can literally win, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars playing these video games. So, to me, I feel like this is a parent making an investment in their child. It's like putting your kid in, AA, in AAU for basketball. Am I, am, I, am I just making too much of this? Is my video game love? Is that, am, I, am I going too far here? No, I, th- I, think, I think anyone that's, like, 
our age, their parents would see this and just cringe. Like, they'd probably just, like, keel over. It would be so difficult for them to wrap their head around. But, right. you know, like, this, this whole announcement kind of comes on the, uh, the announcement of the $100 million, um, I think, Epic Games, and, like, announced the tournament prize was $100 million for an upcoming uh, wow. event. So, I mean, I think there's just tons of, tons of opportunity for this to keep growing. And, you know, like, I, you, I, Jacques, you know Mitch Jacobs, and, like, he's, like, probably one of the best gamers that I know. And, you know, has, has been in these types of things for quite a while. And I think, you know, it just goes to show that, like, the people that are passionate like this stuff about, you know, like he is, are going to drive this business to, you know, epic levels. You know, not to pun back on that whole epic games thing. But um, it's just cool. It's a cool opportunity. And, you know, like, I commend whoever's whoever was the first one to be like, yeah, let me teach you how to play that game and then I'll... <laughs> take some cash from me too yeah I, I think i think it's awesome and for those i mean i imagine all of you know what Fortnite is that are listening to the show <laughs> but if you don't it's a uh winner takes all sort of show uh if you know about players unknown battleground it's a very similar game but Fortnite in the last six to nine months has just exploded i mean it was already a game that a lot of people played but the way that it kind of seeped into pop culture, into the world in general, was is just unprecedented. Like, I believe Epic Games made like a billion dollars or something like that already off of the game. It's insane. And the game and the game is continuing to grow. So in, in my mind, like I see this. And again, my first thought was like, what? You're hiring a coach. That ain't how real video game players do it. You just put in the hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> my ego got all involved. My ego was like, nah, son, that ain't how you get down with video games. You got to play. You got to earn your stripes. But then I was like, yo, it's a hundred million dollar check on the line. I need a coach. <laughs> Can we get a coach in here? I need a coach. Now that we're talking about it, how do I get a coach so, so that I can enter in to this hundred million dollar thing? Because at the point, at the way I play right now, I definitely know that I'm not going to be anywhere near that hundred thousand dollar prize. And that's just being totally honest with you guys. So if you do have a coach out there, um, don't feel bad. Embrace your coach. Embrace your coachness. Embrace your tutor. <laughs> think about it. Think about it like this is your way to the future. If AA, AAU kids can get coaches and get personal training, you can get personal training for Fortnite. Whether you play on PC, Xbox, <laughs> Switch, or whatever it is, you do it. Don't let anyone tell you different. I'm all on your side. And uh, I'm going to leave that at that and get to something snicker related because that's really why people that's really why people are listening to this show <laughs> after our our Fortnite video game venture there. Uh, so something uh, that news that kind of came out this week is that Puma is going to be the official sponsor of the WNBA. Now, most of you guys probably know a little bit about what Puma is doing. They hired uh, I say hired like they got a job, but they sponsored some of the uh, top draft uh draft picks in the nba this year and this kind of going into the WNBA was a bit of a i would say it was a bit of a surprise i didn't think they were going that hard but this kind of tells me like puma is serious about getting into basketball and getting in it into it in a real way I'll let you guys jump in there. That's yeah that, that, that pause was for you guys to jump in. i was waiting for tiffany <laughs> 
Um, I, I, yeah, I think that I think that it's awesome. I mean, I think that anything that that can be done to bring like more attention to the WNBA is like the opportunity there is just so lopsided towards the NBA and like I get that there's differences but like it's still like the level of basketball that's being played in the WNBA is is so high that it like just pains me that people don't get more into it um you know like speaking as a Sacramento Monarch fan rest in peace to that franchise but like you know I think that like everything that Puma's doing to to try to be a part of things is like you know, more power to them to, you know, and really doing this with the league. Although this article says that it's the first time they've ever done anything with a, with a sports franchise. I feel like they've been involved in racing franchises before. So, um, I, I, I think that it's just awesome to see. And I, I mean, I'm just excited to see what comes from it. Hopefully there's more, you know, we've talked about this on how many times repeatedly almost, I feel like feels like, but you know, the, the lack of just product available for women, especially in footwear, is just so severely lacking that this opportunity yeah. seems like a no-brainer. And, like, why didn't any other brand, if the league was willing to do it, why didn't any other brand step up and say, cool, let's try this, you know? Yeah, like, what like what does it mean? Like, I was having trouble finding out what does it mean. Like, they're going to outfit all the shoes in the WNBA or just socks, you know? And what kind of level of cash are they going to put into it like are the WNBA players going to get paid more because of this like I mean you have definitely a deficit in the whole how much those women get paid and they are phenomenal athletes like it's super tremendous so I'm excited about it but I want to know more like what does it mean because you know like Elena Deladonna you know she's a Nike athlete does she have to wear like Puma now I mean I, that would be ridiculous right they would not be able to do that do you think they'll see that's interesting yeah, because no, I, crossfit they do have to right like yeah people, like nike athletes wear reebok shoes at official competitions so yeah uh i mean if if that's the case then even bigger kudos to puma for kind of slyly working that to happen right um but I, oh interesting i i, I well, interesting yeah and it'll be interesting because like I mean, Puma's basketball shoes, where have they been in the last few years? Like, I, I, I can't recall a single one. So, again, there's something alluding to the fact that they have something up their sleeve and some amazing technology and fit and things going on in their shoes if they're going to go that mainstream and that big with it. Like, that's... I can't wait to see some of these shoes coming out, you know? They've shown a few of them, but not, not as many as I would think for sponsoring the entire WNBA. I was thinking that they would sponsor their sponsorship is for people that don't have deals basically in the WNBA. So a lot of people, uh, a lot, I know a lot of players get like seated shoes, but they don't have official uh, like footwear deals. Um, I, my thought would be that if you have a footwear deal, you would be accepted. I mean, uh, you wouldn't have to, uh, there would be an exception. So you wouldn't have to wear the Puma shoes. Uh, it'd be interesting if they did a sort of Reebok slash CrossFit sort of deal where they have to wear Pumas in the game. That's that's very, very interesting. And I can see someone like 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 Elena Deladonna <laughs> having an issue with that. And obviously, I don't know how to talk today. I but mean, I mean, can you imagine a, a brand telling the NBA that they all had to wear their shoes? That would be that would not happen in a million years. Would not happen, yeah. right? So 
I am totally not a fan of that happening in WNBA. I mean, talk about taking athletes that are struggling to to make it as big as professional athletes should be and then forcing them to wear a product that they're not used to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I figured Jordan Brand would have a fit if Maya Moore had to walk on the court wearing a pair of Pumas. I mean, you would. It's right. one thing to wear wear a jersey, but it's another thing for the footwear. You would think so, but then, uh, you know, like over the All Star Weekend, right? Like Skylar Diggins Smith wore Pumas, and for as long as I can remember, she's been wearing like Kobe PEs and stuff, right? So, I feel like yeah, but she's a she's a she's a Puma brand ambassador now. Right, so then was she not an official partner with Nike, an official like athlete of Nike before that, or she was just being seated? Like, I, I mean, because even that is like just like I crazy mean, to think that like someone to her level in that league is not doesn't have an actual deal and they're just getting seated. Product is nuts. Oh yeah, it says she's slated to wear Pumas for the rest of the season, and I'm you know it may be a situation where. Puma came and you know her deal necessarily you know her deal with Nike may have been up and Puma offered her more money yeah I mean and and it's kind of interesting too because like that that itself in itself would be the talking point if it were anything in the NBA right like we hear about almost every player that has a deal switching over to another company on all the sneaker blogs so you know it's like this is one of those things where like like I think there's just like there's like a lack of of coverage, you know, for the WNBA in general. But then also like in the sneaker space, it's kind of just you know so lopsided. You know, you need somebody that's an authority in the women's stuff out there. Yeah, that that yeah, that's true. A deal a deal like this happening would have been all over the sneaker blogs, and like everyone would have known about it. And especially you know a player of the you know uh, like Sky Diggins, like with her. With Skyler moving over to a different brand, like that would have been a headline on ESPN. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's that's definitely something that would have, would have caught on. So they definitely need, need more more press uh, in the WNBA. You definitely see that the women don't get the uh, the notoriety that they deserve, um, especially for as hard as they play and as well as they play, uh, regardless of what the haters in the comments say. <laughs> yes. um, but anyway. Uh, but yeah, j- keeping with basketball, though, some of the biggest news this week in sneakers uh, had to do with the one and only uh, Kanye West. Uh, Kanye, as most of you guys know, is with Adidas. He has his own Yeezy line and he has uh, his Yeezy um, apparel, I guess you would say, uh, his apparel line as well, apparel line as well. But Yeezy has always had aspirations to do more. And it appears that pretty soon he'll be making Yeezy basketball shoes. And he tweeted out, or was it a tweet? I don't know if it was a tweet, but somehow. Yeah, it was a tweet. Uh, oh, he tweeted out some sketches of the product <laughs> that he was making. Um, uh, I, I get, and you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the good guy here, as. These are just early sketches, just early ideas of what his his 2019 Yeezy line would look like. <laughs> but um, the the internet does what the internet does, and they did not take kindly to Kanye's napkin sketches. Uh, so there was a little bit of um, let's say ridicule, right? Is that is that the is that a good word for it? ridicule? Yeah, it was I, I, pretty hardcore criticism. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I believe the article calls it roasted. 
Roasted, yes. That, that's that's a, yeah, yeah. Is a, a full-on Jeff Ross roast, <laughs> if we want to be honest here. Um, so, but here thing like Kanye actually tweeted a picture of this shoe back in April, and um, with a whole bunch of fire emojis, a basketball, and uh, it got fifty thousand likes. So, I mean, people seem to like it, right? Yeah, but I think it. I think I think the concept's fine, and how he sketches is how he sketches, right? Every artist does their own thing. I think the mishap here or the confusion is that he showed those sketches too soon. Like ah. in working with Tinker for years, like you never leaked the early sketches until the product was out, and and you never really leaked them. You told a story of like it evolved from this sketch to this sketch to this sketch, and the consumer or the audience can see how the sketch evolved over time and got more detailed and got to look more like the real product. So I think without all that backstory, it just looks like, you know, a crayon on paper and it looks kind of, I can't think of the word. <laughs> yeah. Well said. Well I, said. I know the word you were thinking. Yeah. I know what the word you were thinking. Um, it's so I guess elementary, so, I think is the word elementary. There you go. Ele- elementary. Um, so why so why is it why i guess what's wrong with showing this sketch so early i i don't Uh, think there's no detail got it but but i would also argue that 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 is like the you know we've talked a lot about in the sneaker world there's there's all these kind of like i don't know like forced unwritten rules right like the collaboration aspect the you know quote designer that like is really just someone who did colors is like there's all these pieces that are in the sneaker world that exist that if you stepped out of that and you were working in a different space like you're just excited to share what you're working on right and like i think that you know we've been spoiled in the sense that like like you said tinker with with nike has is like the you know pinnacle storyteller when it comes to product right i think like knowing that you can't put out like sketches of the shoes comes with the territory of like spending you know decades in the footwear business where kanye is just like excited to be able to do this stuff and hopefully that you know you know doesn't take away from it you know like and and really like i don't know like maybe you know his audience might not necessarily might necessarily be it, it might not be sneakerheads, you know, if, you know, yeah, we know that sneakerheads are going to go out and buy it, but like, he's also selling to like the Kardashian followers and the, you know, the, the whole mass society that buys his shoes that is much, much bigger than the person that's trying to understand, you know, why we had Tinker Hatfield threes a couple months ago. But that's even worse because they don't understand the process whatsoever. And literally everyone who saw that thought to themselves, even myself, like, oh, I can do that. Like <laughs> anybody can make those little sketches. Like <laughs> that, that's why everyone roasts them because everyone's like, oh, I can do, watch, I'll do it right now. Like I can have 50 drawings right here in 10 seconds, you know? So I think like without the story of what that sketch specifically signified, like his his relationship with basketball and how he played and what he liked and was iconic from a kid. You know, where, where's the icon of the shoe? Like what, what's it relate to? What's a material call out, even one material call out, you know, any level of detail would have helped him out there. But 
you, I think as content creators, we all say like, okay, we're gonna put this out there. How are people gonna react? Here's the, the best reaction, here's the worst reaction. Am I okay with that worst reaction? You know, like. Right. <laughs> you, yeah, no, no, it's, it's 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 an interesting way to to look at it, and you know, I, I see this as Kanye being Kanye, and mm -hmm. this is always seems to be kind of Kanye's marketing strategy to kind of just get stuff out there, whether it's ready, prepared, or not, and that's kind of the way he, and I don't know, I guess the way he pushes his product. So I figure like there are people that are going to be excited about this, but I think there's also people like this has that has the opportunity for people to be like okay maybe he doesn't know what he's doing um, <laughs> who's who's there who's there to help him because like there there is no there is no story to kanye like kanye is the story and that's like the, like his product and the, like the shoes there's never really a backstory to them like the yeezy 350s like there's really no backstory to it it's just like kanye made these shoes and everybody's like I'm buying these shoes because Kanye made these shoes. The same thing with the 750. It's like just because Kanye made them, that's where the story came from, as opposed to where when the stuff that he had with Nike, like there was history like, oh, I love this bottom. It reminds me of the Jordan 3 or whatever or the Forces or whatever it is. And this with the 350s and all the, all the stuff really that he's done with Adidas, I don't feel like we have that same sort of story attachment to them. Like there is no history or there is no like legacy behind them and most of his stuff is just like it's selling because it's kanye if that makes any sense i definitely think that yeah. that's the case i mean and i think that but that's also you know to your point there about like the you know like him being you know disruptive or kanye being kanye right like anybody that saw these drawings that paid enough attention to it knew that he already leaked that basketball shoe well before it should have been leaked right like probably i would say that that's like you know i mean everybody at adidas probably lost their mind when when he put those pictures out there because like nobody wants to see that basic level of creating a product before the whole thing is done because it doesn't it doesn't fit into any of the normal things and I think that like that's the that's the interesting part about it is like, does this really, if if he's going further down this path of like whatever I don't care it's all going to go out there anyway so I'm just going to throw it out there, are people going to move away from the Kanye stuff because it's not told in like the best light? It doesn't seem like it, but it very well could like you know change the direction of all the product line. At the, yeah, it's interesting. I don't think it's sustainable on some level because like you have to relate to people. And so I think what's happening is like you assume that like some of the other stuff, like people in general just relate to Kanye, which is what's happening right now. But like, like that basketball shoe, like tell me more, like other than it being, I mean, to play in basketball, to be a basketball silhouette. I mean, that is a hard, basketball is much harder than lifestyle, much harder than running to have a silhouette do really well. Right, because there's a lot more engineering, there's a lot more technicality to it. And for that sport, those athletes are bigger, they're very demanding, and it's hard for a product to survive that. So I think time will tell once we see the product on the court. I mean, it worked, he put it out there, I'm excited about it, like let's see what he's got. I mean, let's see what comes from the sketch in that horrible photo of that sample, so. <laughs> and I think that's the interesting part too, like the, you know, like, 
I don't know that it will ever be something that... I mean, now it's kind of like basketball is at its low point, right? We talked about this when we talked about Puma jumping into basketball a while back. But, like, basketball is at its low point. Like, it needs to come back in order for there to be energy across all of footwear again to the levels that, you know, we kind of... We all, for the most part, agree that 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 element of the business drives the entire business, right? And I think that the interesting part about this is, like, I think about, like, if, if this was, like let's say 10 years ago or even five years ago, a lot of the blogs would have taken this and turned it into content for the blogs. You know, we, we touched on Kanye's old blog from way back, right? And in, in one of the early episodes yeah. we did. And normally the, the like, you know, energy product or the heat product or whatever would show up in a catalog formatted just like this, you know, like typed up nicely, but it would just have a very blank silhouette. You couldn't tell what it looked like. And that would just start the blogs kind of on this like, okay, cool. First look, second look, another look, behind the scenes look. Now the real story is here because the brand told it and now you can buy the product. And maybe Kanye's thought process in that, and I'm just trying to figure out in my own head how it works, but like maybe that's what he was thinking is like, maybe this is something that people will take and like, like kind of plan out there, like waiting for these products to come out. But still, like, I 100% agree it's completely out of order and there needs to be a lot more relevant conversation about, like, why he's even doing this stuff because it's not appealing to a lot of people in this form. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. But I, 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 want, I want to be like, yeah, you guys are right. But then at the same time, I'm like, it's Kanye and, <laughs> and like... Kanye's like life. Somehow he finds a way. Like just some, somehow he finds a way, and it and it generally works in his favor. So we'll have to see. I, but again, I'm like Tiffany. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see when they come out. Uh, I, I want to definitely try them on the court and see if they're they're shoes to actually play in. Um, but I guess we'll just we'll just have to see about that. Uh, well, quick side note here. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Real quick. I think it would be awesome if he like even took the piss out of himself on this, right? And started playing with the media on it, right? Because like, what a great opportunity to re relate with people and kind of laugh a little bit, right? Like, who would have thought that people were gonna roast him so bad on Twitter and just be like, you know, I would have fun with it, you know? And and that could be a great way to relate with people and, and get them more engaged in the shoe design process, you know, if he gave a little more content. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. And, uh, it's also interesting too, like, like you know we're we're looking at this and and like Jacques said at the beginning about one of the tweets but like almost all the tweets have you know 50,000 plus likes on them so let's just say like let's take out all of the things that that could be in the possibilities 50,000 people that like something just based on it being Kanye probably turns into a lot of sales for Yeezys regardless of what they look like yeah, he's a pop, he's a pop culture phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of like so you, we'll Jacques. Have to see. Yeah. Oh no, no. Not Wait, I heard you in Forbes. What yeah, was that? Not. That humble brag? Uh, no, no. I don't, that was that was. I was just trying to pull some attention away from Tiffany because I was jealous. <laughs> um, that, <laughs> quickly, uh, this is a bit of a side note. Not obviously, hello, uh, people. I didn't prep them for this, but something that that caught my eye today was the John Elliott and LeBron collection that they're doing together. Um, the reason I, I wanted to bring this up because I believe it was last show or maybe the show before that we talked about what Jordan was doing with Vogue and Anna Wintour and I feel like 
this John Elliott collaboration, it feels better than the the Jordan Vogue collaboration. Um, am I am I like a little far off on that, or do you guys kind of feel like that same like this John Elliott collection feels a little more, I guess, authentic? Yeah, I think so. I think it's I, I think it's you know clear that both of them sat down, decided on a direction with it together, and created a new product out of it. I'd agree with that. I agree with that. And I feel like John Elliott's, his clothes are, are what sneakerheads are already wearing as well. So it's part of the community in a way already. And this is more of like an extension of that. And I think it, it's the thing. The thing that's interesting to me about it is that if I feel like it grows both brands in a way, like it grows like the LeBron James name in the, in the, in a way that it hasn't been before and then obviously John Elliott connecting with LeBron is going to grow his brand in a certain way because I feel like there's people that wear John Elliott that aren't necessarily LeBron James oh, fans and there's LeBron James fans that aren't necessarily John Elliott yeah fans. I 100% agree absolutely because if you think about it like even like in hip-hop there's rappers that are talking about they're basically clowning people that are wearing LeBron's right or wearing LeBron's to the club or whatever it is that how they word it I think like I think of like Dom Kennedy, right? Like he even says like, don't wear LeBron's to the club. And it's kind of like LeBron's have always been like an, uh, an on-court thing, right? Like there's a handful that made it yeah. off the court, but it's been a long time since that because they've pushed the performance aspect of it for on-court so much and, and like combined with like the nature of the market switching to where people aren't wearing basketball shoes casually, they just kind of missed the mark with, with the LeBron stuff for like casual wear and this is like the perfect yeah. kind of like okay cool we can we can do this in a way that m- makes you know a variation of lebron's that aren't specific to the court that are totally wearable already in with the right people just because of that john elliott connection and i, I think it's gonna i think it'll be huge for lebron sales i mean i think this is probably be the best thing that's happened to lebron's shoes in quite some time yeah, I, but they're going to be crazy limited, though. I think they're great. Like, this is a true collab in my mind because yeah. the way John Elliott talks about movement and showing movement, and you can see that in the product, like, all that is awesome. Uh, to me, it seems like this is finally building a LeBron brand. Like, there was always a question mm-hmm. does, does LeBron become a Jordan, right? Like, does that become its own brand? And this is a step in the right direction, you know, if that's where he and obviously Nike want to take it. I love that perspective. That's a great way to look at it, Tiffany. Le, like LeBron has been, it's always been like Nike. LeBron's been a part of Nike. Um, and it's it's so odd that this is happening. I, I don't want to say, you know, I guess, well, it's so late in his career that the LeBron James brand is really starting to form now, or maybe we're just starting to understand the LeBron James brand for what it is. Obviously, I mean, with the stuff with like building the school and really doing like these things outside of the world of basketball is where maybe like his brand is going to exist. And this is just a kind of a piece of that, like treating basketball and basketball gear and footwear as a piece of his brand, as opposed to like the focus of his brand. I know because we know with Jordan, like the Jordan brand is what Jordan is. Like there's nothing... Um, there's nothing really more to it than that. You know, he has the Jordan Wings program, but there's really no notoriety for Jordan outside of basketball. And it seems like LeBron is is being is is building his brand outside of 
the world of sneakers. Sneakers are a part of it as opposed our sneakers and basketball, I should say, are a part of it as opposed to being the only part of it, if that makes sense. Well, don't forget about Michael's steakhouses. <laughs> that is, that uh, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. And motor, Michael motor does have a steakhouse. Michael Jordan Motorsports, so that's gone. Is yeah. He, is he still? I was gonna say, Motorsports isn't here anymore. Though, yeah, I right? think it's gone. Is there other? Is there? There's gotta be some funny stuff over the years. <laughs> oh, um, oh, I mean, he's at the, the Cologne. You oh know? yeah. I mean, the Michael Jordan yeah. Cologne. Is, yeah, you know. <laughs> let's let's not forget about like MJ's Cologne that that we all bought. I, I'm not gonna act like I didn't. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, I, of course you you want. I think that's Where that's just. Right <laughs> Had some stored over the years. <laughs> I think that's just like the nature yeah, yeah. of the business though, right? Like you, you know, I think LeBron is smart for learning from Jordan, you know, Jordan, he's making a ton of money cause he has his own, you know, arguably one of the most popular brands in the world, but it's still a part of Nike. And I think that that's, you know, like we look back at Michael and we see everything he did was, was just him being paid as an endorse and as an endorsee to say that the product was cool and buy it, right? Hanes, McDonald's, you know, um, what a Gatorade, whatever that is. I think those kind of things are just like, you know, the, the, the right way at the time, but not the right way moving forward with LeBron. Yeah. Maybe it's it's a sign of the time and, you know, athletes being more proactive in their careers, which I think is really amazing and being, you know, spending their money in the ways that they find, you know, will help build their brands and, and really build a legacy. Like that's something that I've always been taught even when I was younger was like how do you build things for the people that come for, come behind you yep. and it, it seems like lebron is really focused on that and really spreading out his influence and using his pop culture value in a way that allows him to get into doors and to knock on doors and to make opportunities that others uh may not necessarily have so i think that's super dope kudos to lebron uh for making that uh for making that move making that move um so for that i think that's where we're going to end the show today uh, good show. Uh, I always love ending on LeBron, uh, especially now that he's a Los Angeles Laker. So uh, for all of those out there, I'm going to be honest. My uh, impartiality is gone as a Laker fan and a basketball fan. Um, <laughs> I am now a LeBron James fan, 100. percent Is that what the Forbes article was about? <laughs> yes, it was about. It was really. It was really about <laughs> LeBron's biggest fan in LA, a Forbes story. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, as always, guys, I want to thank you guys for listening to the show. I am Jacques Slade. You can find me at Cousteau, which is K-U-S-T-O-O, everywhere on the web. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Tinder. Um, no, not Tinder. Sorry. Uh, that's YouTube. Um, all those places you can find me at Cousteau. Uh, but again. This show would not be what it is without the other two individuals on this show. They are the outsole, the insole, the liner. They are the shoe, again. And I'm simply the tag to let you know how much things cost. Talk to them, Nick. Tell them where they can find you. Uh, Nick Engvall, N-I-C-K-E-N-G-V-A-L-L on all platforms. And you can find uh, my site, sneakerhistory.com or at sneakerhistory on all platforms. But really, I'm just that little plastic thing that wraps the lace. Uh, you know, the end of the lace tip. That's, that's my role here. And um, it's actually Tiffany, who is basically the entire shoe here. You're the aglet. You're the aglet. <laughs> yeah, the aglet. <laughs> yep. there, there, there you go. Uh, Tiffany Beers, you can find me on Instagram and YouTube. T-I-F-F-A-N-Y, B as in boy, E-E-R-S. 
And with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, I know I did get some feedback from you guys saying that you wanted us to do longer shows, but we wanted we wanted to make this is something that you guys could consume and then not be a burden on you guys. So we'll think about doing some longer shows, but we kind of like it right here. You guys let us know what you think down in the comments down below, uh, whether you're on SoundCloud, listening on iTunes, which you can, or on Google, which you can as well, or if you're just watching this video on YouTube. Either way, we appreciate you guys. Make sure you check us out outside pods on Instagram and on Twitter, or just hit either one of us up directly, and we'll holler back at you as soon as possible. With that being said, we'll see you here listen talk to you guys next week peace